No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalms 137, which laments over the Babylonian captivity and calls for retribution. Then in Psalm 138, David praises the Lord for answering prayer and reviving him in the midst of trouble. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Today we look at two Psalms that are very different. The first involves a call for retribution against one's enemies. The second deals with personal revival in the face of trouble. We begin with Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there, those who carried us away captive asked of us a song, and those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. This psalm was written by an anonymous source among the Jewish captives in Babylon. Evidently, they left the city to be alone in the country where they could weep over their lost homeland. These were miserable times of regret. Babylon had both natural rivers and man-made waterways, and these formed a metaphorical backdrop for their river of tears. Now, they remembered Jerusalem, their temple, their worship, their walled city, and the joy that they had in freedom. There are times when it is good to look back Jesus told the church of Ephesus that they had left their first love. They needed to remember the height from which they had fallen. That would help them to repent and redo the works that they did at first. Those who have departed from the Lord or just grown cold in their faith should remember the joy that they once had walking with the Lord, being in fellowship, being hot as it were for God rather than lukewarm. It says, We hung our harps on the willows. This is picturesque language. Maybe they came out to the country with their harps, intending to compose or sing, but they were overcome with sorrow and hung their harps on the weeping willows. Their captors requested that they sing a joyful song. Did they want the Jewish captives, to satisfy their desire for entertainment? Or were they mocking them by rubbing their noses in their own captivity to show that their God had been defeated by the Babylonian gods? Of course, that was not the case. The Lord delivered them over to the Babylonians because of their disobedience and idolatry. But to the polytheistic Babylonians, they would have concluded that their gods beat the God of the Hebrews. We don't know what their reason was for having them sing, but they were in no mood for singing happy songs, especially not to those who had treated them so cruelly. Verse four, how should we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief 
joy. How could they sing the Lord's song in such a place? How could they take the precious psalms that had been composed for the temple worship and sing them now? They would be casting their pearls before swine. And so they said, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill and let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. They would be in Babylon a long time. Jeremiah wrote to them to tell them to settle down, build houses, marry, and be given in marriage. They were to seek the peace of Babylon. They were going to be there for 70 years, and they needed to make the most of it. But they never wanted to forget their homeland of Jerusalem. So they vowed to keep it in their heart as their chief joy. One day they would return. Remember, O Lord, against the sons of Edom, the day of Jerusalem, who said, raise it, raise it to its very foundation. Now, the Edomites were the descendants of Esau, Jacob's brother. They were relatives. But when the children of Israel came into the land, they would not allow them to pass through their country or even give them water for their flocks and herds. They became one of the perennial enemies of the Jews. They were subdued under the reigns of David and Solomon, but then they rebelled after that. When the Babylonians took Jerusalem, the Edomites stood on the sidelines saying, raise it to its very foundation. They rejoiced in their brother's misery. So the psalmist prays that God would remember what they did. O daughter of Babylon, who are to be destroyed, happy the one who repays you as you have served us. Happy the one who takes and dashes your little ones against the rock. Now this seems brutal to us, yet we find it in the pages of Holy Scripture. Babylon was God's instrument to bring judgment against Judah, but they had gone too far and treated the Jews with brutality. They abused the elderly, violated the women, and murdered children and babies. Now the Jews knew that Isaiah had prophesied about Babylon's ultimate destruction, so they desired retribution. They wanted the Babylonians to suffer the same way they had suffered. Charles Spurgeon said, Let those find fault with it who have never seen their temple burned, their city ruined, their wives ravished, and their children slain, they might not perhaps be quite so velvet-mouthed if they had suffered after this fashion. In the New Testament, we are told to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, but there is nothing wrong with longing for God's justice against the wicked who have harmed the innocent and refused to repent of their ways. Psalm 138 is a psalm of David. I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Whatever we do, we are told to do it with our whole heart. How important it is to apply that wholeheartedness to worship. God is worthy of our full engagement, and certainly David was a master at this. He said, I will sing praises to you before the gods. 
Now, Israel was surrounded by nations that had their own deities, but David would gladly sing the praises of Yahweh before them. We are living in a spiritually pluralistic culture, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, as well as various cults that use the Bible, have formed a buffet of spiritual offerings. But we as believers in Jesus Christ, who believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, should boldly sing the praises of our Lord and speak forth his word even before other religions. The Lord will show himself faithful and triumphant and his word will not return void. David said, I will worship toward your holy temple. Now, it's interesting David spoke of this when the temple hadn't been built yet. He had the Ark of the Covenant with him in Jerusalem, but he must have been looking forward to the temple his son would build. Later, Solomon prayed that God would honor the prayers of the people when they turned their face toward the temple. David says, I will praise you for your loving kindness and truth. We ought to always praise him for these attributes. David also said in Psalm 63, 3, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Now, the name of Jehovah was very important to the Jews. They would spell it with the consonants Y-H-W-H, but they would not even dare to speak it out loud. We know from the book of Philippians that Jesus has been given the name that is above every other name. And yet, David writes here that God has magnified his word even above his name. This is the import God places upon his word. Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. Verse 3, In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. I love this verse just because it's simple. David cried out, God answered him, and made him bold with strength in his soul. That should lead us to have faith in our prayers. There have been many times when I have felt weak or confused or fearful and cried out to the Lord in prayer and then felt God strengthen me. He will do the same for you. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. Yes, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Even though the house of the Lord was in Jerusalem, yet David knew that God was the God for all the earth. He was superior to the pagan gods, which were in fact false gods. Therefore, all the kings of the earth shall praise him. Even if they don't do it now, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And when will they worship God? Well, when they hear the words of his mouth. That is why the greatest thing we can do to reach a lost world is to share the word of God. God is great in his glory. He lives in a high and holy place, and yet he regards the lowly. Who else does that? But the proud he only knows from afar. In fact, he resists the proud. So if you want to have God as your enemy, then just lift yourself up in pride. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. 
You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. David was quite familiar with trouble, running from King Saul as he did for perhaps 10 years. He was no stranger to danger. And even after he became king, David had his share of troubles. But he had confidence that even in the midst of his troubles, God would revive him. Do we have this same confidence? Many are enduring great troubles. They are isolated. They are depressed, sick, and afraid. But do we have confidence that if we cry out to the Lord, He will revive us? Do we believe that He will give us the conquering power we need over our troubles? David said, You'll stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. I can trust my enemies with you, Lord. And your right hand will save me and you will perfect what concerns me. That's the beautiful thing. God will bring to completion the good work that he has begun in you and the plans that he has for you to accomplish if you will trust in him and walk with him. Your mercy endures forever. So do not forsake the work of your hands. Lord, here I am. I'm your workmanship. Don't forsake me. So we've covered two Psalms today, one about retribution against an enemy and one about revival for the one in trouble. God is sovereign over all our circumstances. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 139 where David speaks of God's perfect knowledge of himself. He prays that God would search him and know his heart and lead him in the way everlasting. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.